Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property and to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a road to hoe, I'll tell you that right now, but we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you also know, we believe in restoration. We reject revolution. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you had an absolutely fantastic weekend. On Saturday, we talked to Chris Carlson. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight is what Chris Carlson is fond of saying, and boy, howdy, do I agree with that. We talked about the FBI raids home of Catholic, Catholic pro-life speaker. His name is uh, Mark Halk, and uh, the government's flat out of control on that, ladies and gentlemen. They literally came to his house with guns, held the guns uh, in front of the children. It was horrifying for everybody. Tucker Carlson did a good job reporting the details of that. Yeah, Mark Halk is a pro-life Catholic father of seven who is facing 11 years in prison, ladies and gentlemen, after he defended his young son against a Planned Parenthood thug. If you want to learn more and participate in solutions to help Mark, defendlifetoday.com is where you go, defendlifetoday.com. Our prayers are with Mark and crew, but since the Biden administration began, the DOJ slash FBI has been absolutely out of control, conducting dozens and dozens of belligerent SWAT team raids that have weaponized the unconstitutional government agencies against pro-lifers, Trump supporters, conservative Christians, medical freedom advocates, and more. Soon after Joe Biden's September speech, where he declared war on conservative Christians, dozens of Trump allies have had their homes raided by the FBI. It's a Gestapo tactic. It's all about intimidation, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson highlights these people are clearly demoniacs. They're crazy. The message seems to be, ladies and gentlemen, that we have to tolerate everyone's values except for those of God-fearing Christians. Yeah, we should have a right to discriminate, ladies and gentlemen, but it seems like we have a, um, well, zero rights. But the left the extreme, the communist, the socialist, they can discriminate and do whatever they want to against Christians. Look, ladies and gentlemen, the ungodly rulers of this world have and will always persecute the Lord's anointed, ladies and gentlemen. That's a fact and a truism. When you take up the cross for Christ, you've got to understand really what's going on. We also talked about Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri wrote a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland asking why the Biden administration is arresting Catholic protesters as if they're terrorists, complete with SWAT-style tactics while at the same time letting actual terrorists such as firebombings just go unpunished. Why, Josh Hawley asks. God's moral law still applies today, says the American Family Association, and I agree with that. 
God's Blueprint for Life, Liberty, and Property. Yeah, they actually are putting together, this is the American Family Association, a Bible study on the Ten Commandments. Amen to that. Farmers are warning us as well. Why is no one listening, folks? There's no food. There won't be any food if we allow this to continue the blaze with that detail. We also talked about an incredible interview between Dr. Brian uh, Hooker. He's from California, I guess. And uh, a pediatrician by the name of Dr. Paul Thomas. And he's from Portland, Oregon. Uh, Thomas saw his fourth patient regress into autism. And then he determined that there was some environmental toxin causing the autism in his clinic. And at that time, he wrote two different books about this. War on Informed Consent is one of them. And the Vaccine Friendly Plan. In both books, he promoted the importance of informed consent and the freedom to bodily autonomy. He basically realized in this interview, or before the interview, but he realized it was highlighted in this interview, that look, the vaccines are the cause of a lot of this. And so Dr. Thomas published his, quote, peer-reviewed studies in the prestigious International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. This journal, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is indexed and included in the National Library of Medicine uh, in Bethesda, Maryland. It's also accessible through PubMed. Um, and the article was entitled Relative Incidence of Office Visits and Cumulative Rates of Build Diagnosis. Um, anyway, he talks about along the access of vaccination. Anyway, the bottom line is he did a great job with this, but then uh, once they uh, realized who he was, they just shut him down. Within five days of his peer-reviewed publication, there was an anonymous complaint, and then the state board of medicine yanked Dr. Paul Thomas's medical license with no explanation as to the reason. Anyway, we also highlighted this Dr. Yuhong Dong. Uh, he was the guy that promoted vaccinations on TV, right? Now he calls for a global stop to the COVID shots. He says, man, after the research, we've got to stop this. The Epic Times, one of the very few with the guts to publish the facts. Now, Biden admin quietly makes a reversal on student loan forgiveness programs. Scales back eligibility. At least we have some good news. Chevron is now selling its global headquarters in California as it continues to move its operations and employees to Texas. Wall Street Journal. Chevron will follow in the footsteps of other large companies like Tesla and American Airlines to leave California. That's a recap of the news on Saturday. Believe it or not, that much on Saturday. Without further ado, Dr. Scott Bradley is with us. Uh, any quick comment on any of those headlines, sir? Oh, about all, every one of them could be spent an hour on it. I'm just about certain. <laughs> For I, sure, sir. I'm absolutely appalled, uh, shocked and chagrined. Uh, I don't know how to put it otherwise. This, uh, this death spiral we're in is absolutely uh, incredible to me. Um, 
I don't know. I there's there's so many so many things to talk about. I I just happened to be a little focused today on on debt. We have a local issue going on with us that that is absolutely across the board. Um, debts are great, basically driving everything that's happening in our nation today. I mean, you know, economic. Well, we're bankrupt economically. We're bankrupt morally. We're bankrupt intellectually. It is absolutely appalling to me that uh, the wimps and weirdos and, and baboons and buffoons are running things, and and uh, we just think it, uh, there's no tomorrow. It's just appalling to me what's going on. I I just happened to have done some reviews of of debt uh, nationally, and, and of course in our local community, most people probably don't care about that, but to me it. It's indicative of every everything that's happening. We do it on the the smallest municipality scale as well as a, you know on a national and globalist scale. But I don't know. Maybe there's some things you need to talk about before, or maybe um, we'll never get around to this too. But but we as a people need to understand that we got to start recognizing that there is a tomorrow unless we kill it, and. Um, oh, we we just we're doing it like I say morally, intellectually, and and spiritually and economically, and and I just am absolutely appalled. At, <clears throat> nobody seems to be talking about how completely off the rails we are. Well, you do, I know, but but yeah, but we tell the tale of liberty stuff. all the time, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot to cover, no doubt about it. I just know this: it's fascinating how many are doubling down on vaccine force even though you've got top doctors now who were for the vaccines and who thought everything is fine, now coming to the table and standing up boldly and nobly, and good for them for doing so. I wanted to highlight that. But while all that's going on, the yeah. FBI is out of control attacking everybody. But this is interesting across the pond. Here's what the headline says, Dr. Bradley, and I want you to comment on this one because it's very interesting. Former Polish defense minister, Radislaw Sikorsky, congratulates the U.S. for destroying Russian pipelines. Now, I don't know the details if we destroyed them for sure or not. There's all kinds of information that we have that we destroyed them. Uh, there's other information saying, wait, no, we didn't. The problem is we can't trust our government's reporting at all. I kind of think that the Polish, former Polish, um, what do they call this guy? Defense minister has probably got more intel on it and telling the truth. And if we did, what are we doing in these foreign nations committing literal acts of war? For us as the United States to go destroy that pipeline is an absolute belligerent, psychotic act of war, sir. It's crazy. Well, you know, it, it's interesting to me. Uh, it's more than interesting. It's appalling. Again, I'm appalled, shocked, and chagrined, you know. Oh, wow. It looks like we're going right. to take a quick, break. Quick break. Already. When we come back, though, I want you to drill into this, though, because, look, the world's already unstable enough. And for us to be just meddling in foreign affairs like this, that's one of my worst concerns. The blowback could be tremendous. Right before an election? Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. 
America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right, back with you live. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. And ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of stories that we can talk about, tons of them. But when I read the foolish, or I'm sorry, the foreign Polish defense minister, Radislaw Sikorsky, congratulating the United States for destroying Russian pipelines. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, are we in a war? Because we haven't declared one according to the Constitution. But literally destroying uh, pipelines delivering energy uh, is a criminal act of war, in my humble opinion. Uh, Dr. Bradley, what do you say about this? You know, just for your listeners' sake, we might just do a back story on this a little bit. First of all, the uh, there are multiple pipeline sources for energy into uh, Western Europe. There happens to have been one that's been underway for a number of years and has become operational. Uh, they call it the Nord Stream Pipeline. It comes out of Russia. It goes across the Baltic. It's a, a f- ocean floor kind of pipeline. Delivers it to Germany. Here on the 26th of uh, September, uh, it developed a big leak. Hmm, Big leak, yes. In fact, the best intelligence that I've been able to find on this is that about 500 kilos of high explosive were used to uh, (laughs) cause this leak. That's about 1,100 pounds of uh, high explosives. That is military operation size. Uh, these, this pipeline where this breach occurred is about 50 meters deep. So, you know, think of it as 100, uh, 150 feet, roughly, a little over that. That's not too deep. Any of you that have done any scuba diving know that anybody that has a reasonable amount of training could go down and do that kind of stuff. But to carry more than a half a ton of high explosives, place them properly, and, and detonate them appropriately, uh, they had to have some skills. Uh, 
and and so the the chances of this being some individual or uh, group of people probably diminishes every time you talk anything about this. Uh, there are some people that have been against this. Of course, the Greenpeace kind of people that that don't want any carbon fuels being used have always been outspoken against this. They are in uh, any of the pipelines that we're we're using here in this country. But the fact of the matter is, it's an international uh, delivery system. Uh, Europe very much could turn into a pretty icy condition this winter. Uh, there's been a whole bunch of stupid, stupid, stupid decisions being made, like uh, backing the United States uh, uh, North American uh, Atlant North Atlantic, excuse me, treaty, uh, saying, "Well, we're not going to deal with Russia because of their aggressive actions in Ukraine." which we could talk at length about uh, the truthfulness or not. Generally speaking, the international, uh, in my opinion, I, I look at a lot of di different sources, news sources for information and try and correlate it together. But I have found that uh, the freedom of speech is largely non-existent. Freedom of speech, press, whatever, communication in the United States is non-existent in spite of the First Amendment. It's uh, contrived and controlled, uh, agendized, uh, messaging system, but I find the international sources are often more accurate and and uh, tell a, a wider story. Uh, this Polish position, I think, reflects what reality is. The initial response by many American establishment types was that, uh, oh my goodness, Russia blew up this pipeline. What idiocy. You think about that for about a nanosecond. This is a Russian asset delivering Russian product that delivers hard funds to Russia to keep their economy pumped up. The absurdity of them, you know, putting dynamite on their pipeline to thumb their nose at themselves, you know, it's cutting off their nose to spite themselves is absolutely absurd. And, and so, qui bono, who benefits? Who gets the value out of this thing? And it's interesting to me that back in February, uh, it's not even quite a year ago. We're talking eight, nine months ago. Our good buddy Joe Biden said, if Russia invades Ukraine, uh, this pipeline's going to go away. And it's like, holy Hannah. There was a really telegraphed punch. You know, if you're in a fight and you see somebody winding up, you know it's going to come. So here's the deal. People say, oh, no, he didn't really mean blow it up. What he meant was all of the... Uh, uh, certifications and approvals and everything will not happen if he goes to uh, to war in Ukraine. Uh-huh. So here somebody dynamites it. It almost assuredly is a state operation. The United States is seeking to bring Russia to its knees, cut off its funding sources. You know, in essence, it's a, an embargo kind of thing, but they're resorting to high explosives to do it, potentially. I think there has to be some real serious looking at what we're doing here. We have a state, the United States, that is fully uh, capable of doing that. Now, there could be a, a surrogate state that's doing this on behalf of the United States at our behest. I mean, Mossad in, out of Israel could uh, have been given a request that said, man, this would sure fac facilitate a good cause if, if you guys helped us out by, you know, it gives the United States some deniability. Not saying Mossad did it, but it's possible. They have the full capability of doing it, and it has not been the slightest bit outside their realm of interest 
in the past to do that with you know even heavy uh, uh, aircraft attacks, you know aerial bombardments and everything else around the world, artillery attacks, rocket attacks, uh, subversive uh, sabotage type, uh, type attacks all over the world, and uh, I believe that. Uh, there's a possibility of having done something like that, too. Why would Western Europe do it? It's already going to get cold there because they have stupidly said we're going to embargo Russia, not uh, trade with them. And, oh, Russia's responded in kind, saying, well, we're going to kind of dial it back on our energy delivery. It's going to get And now cold. the Northeast fact, has some of the most high gas prices in the country. Uh, and it's a big concern, and the reason why, folks, as we enter the winter season where people need some of this fuel to be warm and stay alive and drive their cars and go to work in this economy, uh, a lot of the northeast part of the United States received their gas from Russian sources, Dr. Bradley. Well, it's like, what? I mean, I'm going to write a book someday called, huh? It has to be an audio book because you, you can't do that, huh, kind of thing in just print. We're looking at how at stupid, insane. Here we were, four years ago, completely energy dependent. We could provide our own energy sources. We had some very viable projects going on that would have delivered increased and increased availability, but lesser cost items. Shut down, shut down, shut down. And so, what are we doing in our own country? It's insanity. And if we are buying from Russia, and if we are, in fact, uh, saying that they're doing naughty things in, in uh, Ukraine, it's, it's, it's in, inconceivable. Folks, we have lost me. our minds, and we're on the brink of a nuclear <laughs> war if we're not very careful. I mean, I pray it doesn't happen, but I'm just telling you, everything we seem to do seems to be agent provocateur. Uh, agenda. We tend to meddle in the affairs of these nations as if we're somehow a god or we have every right to be there and do this. And you just can't trust the truth. I mean, I don't know if we damage those pipelines or not. You know, on one hand, on the international stage, we say, no, of course we didn't. But yet, you know what? And other nations are uh, acknowledging that we did and that we are. And, you know, I, I doubt that their intel's wrong. We're just lied to on every front from FBI raids on American citizens domestically and calling them terrorists for what, being Trump supporters, for not believing the vaccine lies, for, uh, you know, rejecting the climate change issue for what? That's the domestic lies our government's perpetrating and literally getting caught daily in their lies. And then internationally, we go ahead and foment these wars. We claim we're not in it, but yet we're funding and weaponizing and training and all these different countries for war and then we claim that we're not involved, but yet Intel shows that we are. When you research news from the other side of the pond or from different places, you go, what? And now this former Polish defense minister literally congratulates the United States for this. I don't think we belong there at all. But let's go to the home front once again, ladies and gentlemen, because these topics could go forever. But I want to just highlight, it's criminal, it's unconstitutional, we got to stop it. But on the anti-vaccine front, this is an interesting headline from the New York Times. Anti-vaccine parents snubbed where they were once welcomed. All right? You say, where is this? Well, Dateline, Marin County, California, just north of San Francisco a little bit. It's a very wealthy, affluent community, doctor. And believe it or not, listen, here's the deal. The wealthy California County, just north of San Francisco, it's called Marin County, had one of the nation's 
highest COVID-19 vaccine rates now. That's what they have. After years of being known for parents who opposed shots for childhood diseases. When we get back, I'll talk more about this because these wealthy parents, they're highly educated, they're very wealthy, and they didn't want to get their children vaccinated, and they were one of the nation's least vaccinated areas. Then the propaganda campaign hit with the cocoa, and now it's the highest vaccinated for COVID in the country. That turnaround and the details are shocking. Dr. Bradley in seconds. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Supreme Court is beginning a new term, saying the public is welcome back to the courtroom to hear arguments for the first time since Roe was overturned. Monday's session also is the first time new Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson will participate in arguments. Florida residents continue dealing with widespread destruction and flooding after Hurricane Ian, one of the most powerful storms ever to hit the United States, struck southwest Florida. The official death toll is in the dozens this hour, and power is still out to 617,000 homes. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. We have not only pods here, points of distribution for for food and water and other type of essentials like toiletries. Uh, They also have basically pods that they can take uh, and set up that are more mobile because some of the roads are still flooded. And so people don't necessarily have the same connectivity. President Biden on Monday will survey damage from Hurricane Fiona in Puerto Rico, where tens of thousands of people are still without power two weeks after the storm hit. The Category 1 hurricane knocked out electrical power to the island of 3.2 million people. Brazil's presidential election is going into a second round in which liberal Luna da Silva will face conservative incumbent Bolsonaro. Voters have four weeks to decide. A Wisconsin judge has ruled that the alleged attacker of the Waukesha Christmas Parade will be allowed to represent himself at trial. Daryl Brooks is facing 77 charges and life in prison if convicted. Brooks allegedly plowed his vehicle into a Christmas parade where six died and 60 were injured back in 2021. For more information, please visit us online at usaradio.com. I'm Lance Pry, and we are USA Radio News. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care, No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE.
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Freedomsrisingsun.com is website. His lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation is available at freedomsrisingsun.com as well as weekly webinars on the Constitution, Q&As, and a whole lot more just for your educational opportunity. Freedomsrisingsun.com. So anti-vaccination parents snubbed where they were once welcomed New York Times. It talks about Marin County, a very wealthy county north of San Francisco. Uh, The main city in that county is called San Rafael. Uh, And they used to be very uh, wealthy anti-vax folks. They were just like, look, our education, we don't believe that the vaccines are safe or effective. We're not getting them for our kids. And it was one of the nation's liberal left didn't trust the medical establishment kind of an idea. And their whole community was pretty much anti-vax. But then COVID came along and a propaganda campaign from a few doctors came along. And they literally manipulated and propagandized and indoctrinated the community to the point where now it's one of the most vaxxed counties or cities of San Rafael, Marin County, in the country. And the turnaround is so vast by the propaganda machine, the indoctrination machine, uh, Dr. Scott Bradley, that now those who aren't vaxxed are being persecuted. I kid you not. Uh, One lady got on Facebook to find a play date option for her child, and when they found out she was unvaccinated, they go, oh, (laughs) there's a Facebook for the unvaccinated. Go to that page. Leave us alone. You're not welcome here. Uh, and now uh, the propaganda has literally, I mean, these people have gone demon crazy, doctor. They're uh, uh, literally insane. This is going to be a bellwether for what they want to happen in the country, doctor. Well, in, what we normally have, or not normally, but very often have in uh, uh, California is that they're kind of, uh, as goes California, go, so goes the nation. But, and that's uh, why that's why I'm saying it'll be a bellwether if we're not very careful. One of the least vaccinated to one of the most vaccinated. A very uh, influential, wealthy, liberal population uh, in Marin County. You know, they're kind of hippies up there, and they got a lot of money, and da-da-da-da. Literally a massive turnaround that's being highlighted in the New York Times is kind of the great deal. Look, they were totally against it. Opposed shots for childhood diseases, but now they're all aboard, sir. And they're pitching it as the, the community to be like, if you will. Well, I, I you know, without a full backstory on it, I'm not sure exactly when the transition occurred. My guess is that they had um, uh, had this position that these childhood vaccines were potentially uh, causing difficulties, you know, with their children, and, and they didn't want that. You know, the SIDS... You know, the sudden infant death thing really didn't exist uh, until they they really hit this early childhood vaccination program. The SADS program, the sudden adult death syndrome, um, hasn't wasn't ever around until, you know, the COVID jab came around. So, you know, I, I think probably what happened in times past, maybe even some over a number of years, was that that uh, area said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to vaccine our kids a little bit later. We're going to give them a chance for their systems to, you know, mature a little bit, so on and so forth. And they didn't follow the exact childhood vaccine schedule. That's just an assumption. But with the heavy, heavy, heavy indoctrination that occurred, which really false, 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 I guess I should call it that, 
where they came out and they said, uh, oh, no, this is safe and effective. And, and really, there is no, no scientific justification for those kind of early statements that were made as this stuff was released. They had tested it for about a nanosecond, and, and that's probably not exactly totally accurate. I mean, if you got your jab and you sat around for 15 minutes and didn't keel over dead, all is well. And yet, what we're finding is the longer we get into this, the more exposure we get to the, uh, the facts, and they are facts, that there have been huge numbers of deaths. And, you know, the, the government-provided reporting system is, is just almost overwhelming to, to the, the number of deaths and the serious injuries, these life-threatening and even life-changing injuries all across the spectrum. We don't even have any idea what fertility is going to do, what long-term autoimmune systems, what, you know, neurological challenges, what heart problems, what uh, issues with... Um, uh, strokes and uh, I mean on and on and on this this whole stuff goes on but I think what happened was this California crowd uh, got not only the national inundation of uh, falsehood which you, you okay maybe let's say they were safe and effective but nobody knew that you can't know that with the amount of testing they went through it was a false marketing attestation they basically uh, reflected what the um, what the marketing hype was coming out of the out of these vaccine companies, and uh, and so then California put all sorts of things like you know we're going to give incentives for people to do so. They put these huge uh, draconian uh, things in place, you know, for lockdowns and shutdowns and and uh, sanctions and masking and. Oh, please, 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 people, just get the shot so we can get rid of these things. They, they were putting their, their whole state in the toilet. And by the way, it's still going that way with all the other stupid things they're doing. We could talk about their, you know, uh, decisions about electric cars and, and what they're doing with their uh, electric grid system simultaneously, which are counterproductive in every instance. And, uh, and so, yeah, uh, the, I think that in times past, this county was probably uh, more educated about the downside of, you know, the SIDS and uh, autoimmune. And, and uh, I mean, I, I know a family personally very, 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 very well that saw their little boy that was uh, given one of the jabs, perfectly healthy one day, boom. Now he's killed his pancreas. He's a diabetic the rest of his life. Those kinds of things, they were people were, they were tracking with it. I think, and then, then the big propaganda move got, and the the draconian shutdowns and lockups and everything else like that were happening, and they said, oh, just just get the jab, so we can be back to our freedom again, and I think that's kind of where they ended up with. I I don't believe that uh, that it was anything except for uh, false social stuff, and and if they want to shut you out on a play date. I would say do more than that. Leave the state. Well, well and that's what some of these parents house. are now saying. They're saying, hey, while there's this persecution going on, we're going to leave the state because now it's gotten to where in Marin County uh, there's a vaccine card required for all kinds of stuff, and you're hardly able to do anything. So if we don't shut down this bellwether, what happens in California seems to be the order of the day for the nation. We better beware, folks, because they're literally, they're convinced now that they can change all of our opinions on this 
<clears throat> because they were able to take the wealthy and the affluent and the educated, that's all Marin County folks, and change them on a dime so they're convinced they can change you uh, and me, and we better stand up and say, uh-uh, we're not yeah. doing this. But California is just an incubator for trouble, it seems. Looks like California Governor Gavin Newsom, he signed two bills into law, Dr. Bradley, that you ought to know about just not too long ago. And they would create, quote, more stringent rules for purchasing catalytic converters in response to theft of the devices. Assembly Bill 1740 and I think it's Assembly Bill 1087 are the two bills that they signed into law. Uh, 1087 will require sellers of the valuable anti-smog equipment to prove they own it legitimately before they sell them. Uh, They say the buyers often uh, will be forced to have scrap metal dealers. Uh, Everybody's going to have to show the records of where they got the catalytic converters. And I guess they say that the theft of these things rose 325% between 2019 and 2020. And they say with the value of the devices... Uh, containing platinum, palladium, rhodium, having increased significantly, according to the, listen to this, National Insurance Crime Bureau. Then they say, Bill, um, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you more in a second, but that's what's going on in California. Do you want to respond to this? Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that uh, criminals, uh, they go where the money is and uh, where the target's Imagine soft. That. and. And so they go around and and find opportun. They're opportunists, soft targets. Um, and I, it'll. I can't. I don't know where this is really going to go. But I, I know. Of, I have a good friend that's in the catalytic converter recovery business. He makes good money doing it. He buys wrecks and salvages stuff off of not just the catalytic converters, but that's just the way it goes with him. And he that's a very good income for him. But they may come to the point they have to be serialized and tracked based upon, I mean, it's like, holy cow, where are we going with this? Yeah, or you could preach the word of God to people, and maybe there'd be less theft. But, of course, you can't put up the Ten Commandments there. Now, when we come back, I'll tell you, though, remember how we said what happens in California? That's the same way the nation goes. Proof is in the pudding in seconds on your radio. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. All right, back with you live. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. We're talking about these <coughs> catalytic converters. And uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed two bills into law basically saying, hey, California is taking action to stop catalytic converter theft by requiring recyclers to keep specific records and only allowing used catalytic converters to be sold by authorized parties. Folks, we are absolutely going into a socialist, communist mecca in the great state of California. But remember, we told you that what happens in California comes to a theater near you, if you will. Here's the headline. Bills related to catalytic converters, theft, have now been introduced into more than 30 other states with already a dozen signing the legislation into law. Again, I submit to you, not only is it California to the rest of the nation, but they're going to start doing this with all kinds of things. There's always excuses. All you got to do is send the mafia thugs in to, you know, make this a, a, a needed commodity. And then, hey, before you know it, it wow, we got to regulate this because of theft. And then before you know it, what item will it be? Long-term storable food? Uh, you know, any way to prepare? Any way to keep your family safe? Any way to... Uh, they're backing into this, and this is going to become the order of the day for absolute regulatory from Hades. Dr. Bradley? Well, government intervention at all levels is at a massive epidemic level. Hey, there's another epidemic for you in California. I mean, uh, you look at their Second Amendment violations and attempts to destroy the right to keep and bear arms. I mean, the, California really has become the great socialist state of California. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And uh, it's appalling to me that there are people that, and I think Newsom even kind of engages in a little wishful thinking on this too, thinking that he might be, um, you know, their new guy to put forward in, in the uh, 2024 election as president. And, and it would be absolutely shocking to me if the rest of the nation thought this guy was viable for anything, including dog catcher. I don't think that I don't think he's qualified to cross the street alone. And yet they're you know, they it's a Stacey Abrams kind of aura. They they get somebody that uh, they gets a lot of press and the the uh, uh, the party starts promoting them and they start looking like, oh, man. This is our savior, blah, blah, blah. And, and you look at what California is doing. 
they've had a net loss. I mean, for the first time ever, as far as I know, where they lost a, a um, House seat in the United States House because of the net outward migration of, of people. And people are voting with their feet. Uh, I just, uh, not just, it was some years ago, I interviewed a, uh, a small businessman. His family had been doing business in California since the early 1900s. Uh, they found that the draconian uh, regulations, the pricing, the surcharges on energy, all that kind of stuff had, had just become appalling. They offshored their production facility to China for a while, found that they lost, you know, their, their quality control and everything. And they ended up migrating, long story short, migrating their country, their country. Yeah, they, it's a different country in a lot of ways. Company to the panhandle in Idaho and found it was almost like they were free again. Uh, their their uh, profitability re returned. Uh, just the surcharges alone in, in energy uh, gave them a profitability margin, let alone all the other uh, beneficial reasons for being there. So uh, people are migrating with their feet. And uh, I, I would say to people that have trouble getting play dates with, for their kids in Northern California, get out of the country. Get out of that socialist country. Uh, there's a lot of people migrating to other states that have a little more friendly uh, attitude towards liberty. But uh, I, I do have great concerns that many of those other states are oftentimes, you know, with their migration of Californians into them are losing many of the things. It's, it's amazing to me. Somebody leaves a state because of their, their government you know, oppression. I don't know how else to put it their government oppression, and then they want to bring those th same things to their news state. It's it's amazing. It's happening in, in our home state, Sam. I mean, I'm just appalled at how everybody thinks, oh, but it's just so nice to have these little socialist programs that we can uh, rely on for our benefit. They think they pull the government levers in favor of themselves. They're not going to lose their liberty here, too. They are. They will. They have. And uh, it'll continue as long as they keep having that mentality as they migrate to new states and, and take with them their socialist perspectives. It's just ca You just can't stay free and apply those government uh, encroachments on, on uh, humanity's lives. It's shocking to me, ladies and gentlemen, how everybody wants to flee California. They're going to Texas and Florida primarily, and that's why Gavin Newsom and... Um, you know, Ron DeSantis are kind of having a national <laughs> slugfest, if you will. Uh, but the bottom line that I see is, hey, a lot of these people that are leaving California, you know, Elon Musk and everybody else, hey, that guy's a big old socialist. Every one of those guys uh, seem like they want liberty. They want to run away from the destruction that's the in the wake of what they've, um, you know, advocated for for decades. Now it's all coming home to roost. They want to go to a different place where there's more liberty, but they're likely just to bring their destructive agendas with them. So on one hand, everybody applauds and goes, yeah, man, bring them to Texas, bring them to Florida. What you don't understand is you're going to be importing your own problems. Just like I have a problem with the Democrats sending illegals throughout the nation who don't understand our liberties and understand our way of life and understand that it's God, not government, that we look to for solutions. Uh, but you know what? Now the Republicans are, um, I don't know what you want to call it, deporting, extraditing, sending, whatever word you want to use. All these illegals throughout the nation, too. And for some reason, when the Democrats do it, it's bad. When the Republicans do it, everybody ought to applaud. <laughs> the same result is accomplished no matter what banner you wave the flag under, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that. So uh, it's just amazing 
to me, but now there's 30 states that are literally talking about these catalytic converter laws to prevent theft. But the concept is what you got to understand. How much involvement will government do for whatever reason to regulate a given product, to license it, to track it, to force companies to keep records about it? Uh, then this idea that I got to prove it's mine. I got to prove where I got it, show where I got it, prove it's mine before I can sell it, only if I'm authorized. This is a blueprint for disaster. And you can say, oh, Sam, it's a very unique product for a very unique service. No, no, no. When they export this to 12 states already passing it, California taking the lead, 30 states are having laws being discussed about this. This is a bellwether for literally all products they want to control, regulate, manipulate, whatever you want to use. This is disaster on so many fronts, it's hard to even discuss uh, and cover it completely, Dr. Bradley. Well, you know, people need to understand. I mean, get your dictionary out. A simple definition of socialism, which fascism and communism and uh, democratic socialism, I mean, you know, you take whatever, uh, you know, title they put put on it, it's still socialism. Uh, a simple definition of socialism is government ownership or control of the means of uh, production and distribution. So government is going to take control of some aspect of production or distribution. That, that's, uh, in simple terms, that is the definition of socialism. So we're approaching a socialist approach, in this case, with catalytic converters, and it's probably not gonna affect a lot of our lives, but it's a template that gets used time and time and time and time again. So what we end up having is just another uh, little bit of socialism here, a little bit there. It's kind of like having a little bit of cancer. You just never know when that might metastasize into something that devours the whole existence of a body. And so we've just got to be wise, uh, start connecting the dots, finding an understanding of socialism is poison, regardless of the flavor it takes, and, and government encroachment just seems to be it grows at every turn. So that's where we are right now. On a different front, as we finalize the first hour of Liberty Roundtable Live today, I don't know if you know, but this last weekend was the 192nd semi-annual general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, you know, they address a lot of the problems in America, in the world, in families, uh, in society, if you will, and they approach it from a completely different idea than the way government's doing it, Doctor. Do you want to give a quick highlight uh, of that and solutions uh, you see that could really make a difference, more so than battling over catalytic converter laws? Well, I think taking religion as a, just a general topic. I mean, uh, I think that the idea of, of centralizing, um, uh, centralizing, that's a bad term because I, you know, we don't want centralized this, that, the other. But I mean, recentering <laughs> our lives upon our families. Uh, if we could, if if we could kind of sweep our own front porch, if you will, you know the old adage about sweeping your front porch. If everybody did, it'd be a lot better off. I'm I'm really convinced that the the whole turnabout, the whole swap out of badness, if you will, that's coming along has to begin in the home. I really believe that. Uh, that if we taught in our home morality, if we taught uh, love and harmony, I, I, I'm not saying tolerance of everything that violates everything we hold sacred, but I'm saying that being uh, living a Christ-like life, 
uh, Christ, uh, he did braid a whip and turn over tables and drive bad people away. Uh, but the but the fact of the matter is, if we learned how to love more completely our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, if we taught them moral character, if we taught them our neighbors, the, uh, the basic, yeah, I mean, if it would if it would spread, I mean, I think we could all have a better situation, and we got to bring that into the home before we can take it to the nation. And and I think that's the big problem, uh, not the big problem, but it, one of the biggest problems is that we send our children off to a, um, a godless educational system that uh, promotes the idea that God doesn't exist, that uh, made-up sexual status takes precedence over everything else, that uh, acceptance of socialistic welfare state concepts, we teach that six, eight, maybe ten hours when you consider homework every day for kids, and then we wonder why the heck they can't hang on to the to the um, traditional moral values that their families have had for a hundred generations, and um, and so yeah, I I really do believe we've got to uh, look to our own hearts, look within our own families, and we've got to start making an improvement there before we go anywhere else, and and uh, we don't need to be blowing up. <laughs> bring it circling around to the beginning of the program, blowing up foreign uh, delivery systems for energy that's going to make it worse for everybody and, and literally is an act of war uh, when we've got to start building bridges within our own families. And we also don't need to basically regulate catalytic converters. We've got to find out who's doing these thefts. Are there real you know, mafia rings doing this? Is it really organized crime that needs to be stopped at a different level? You know, on one hand, these guys want to all defund the cops, but yet they want to run around and regulate this and force companies to keep records and prove this is the problem. Prove that it's mine. Wait a minute. I thought the burden of proof was on German. It's mine if it's in my hand until you say or prove that it's not, not the other way around. Do You see the subtle shift, ladies and gentlemen? Don't be deceived. And the best way not to be deceived is to turn to God Almighty on your knees in prayer and then get up and go to work and defend honesty, morality, religion. Stand up in your families. The family is the fundamental unit of society. That's why it's God, family, and country. For Liberty Roundtable Live, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman, freedomsrisingsun.com and lovingliberty.net, we declare this nation shall endure. But you got to get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right, will you? God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 3rd and year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers using the supreme law of the land 
our blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America, using the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Without further ado, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org, back with me on your radio. Welcome, Lowell. Thank you for having me, Sam. It is good to be with you. Thank you, sir. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, has had their 192nd semi-annual general conference every six months. It's a, a worldwide uh, church event, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you know what? It was a wonderful uh, weekend. They have literally uh, five sessions, three on Saturday, two on Sunday, approximately two-hour sessions each. So basically, what, 10 hours of incredible uh, religious instruction, education, encouragement, prayers, hymns or music, if you will, uh, and more to celebrate uh, our commitment to and discipleship regarding the Savior, Jesus Christ. After all, it is the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, And it was a wonderful event. And we always want to take a little bit of time to highlight to you some of the things that were said and done. I believe revolutionary (coughs) information now. You know, a lot of people want to believe that things can be solved politically. I don't think so. I think everything needs to be solved morally or religiously. Everything needs to be solved uh, with individuals looking to God, not government. And really, the solutions are in the education of and stance regarding the family, the fundamental unit of society. And I highlight that because I want people to understand, look, we don't just believe politics is the answer. Uh, This show is more religious than it is political. It's more moral than it is political. Okay, the two great fundamental supports, according to General George Washington, President Washington, you could say as well, uh, these two fundamental supports relate to our actions, our thoughts, our behavior, our morality, if you will, uh, in public and private, right? All this matters, and all this was discussed at this incredible semi-annual general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Lowell Nelson uh, participated and listened and learned and has some words of wisdom for us. Lowell? (laughs) Thank you, Sam. Um, In uh, closing the conference yesterday, I thought this was significant. President Nelson said, quote, many things, uh, I'm sorry, many wonderful things are ahead, end of quote. Now, why do I mention that? Well, it's because, you know, here on our show, Liberty Roundtable, yeah, we we talk about problems um, that we face because, right, we can't solve something that we don't understand, that we don't recognize, right? So recognizing a problem exists is one of the first steps in order to solve the problem. So here on the radio, we talk about problems. We recognize they exist in hopes that we can solve them. <laughs> but And so sometimes people might get the idea, well, all we do is talk about problems, and we never are optimistic. But... To, to, I, uh, but, you know, Sam is always bringing up, we've got solutions. This is Solutions Radio. So not only do we talk about the problems, but we also talk about solutions. But I just didn't want people to get the idea that, you know, we we're doomer and gloomers because <laughs> we, we don't believe that to be the case. We think there are <laughs> wonderful things ahead. And the president of the church, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, said that in spades yesterday. Amen. And really quickly, we always talk about we believe this nation shall endure. We believe Uh that this is the greatest country on the face of the earth. We believe we're a light on a hill. Uh, The solutions are with turning to God and your family and then your country. You know, we put things in perspective. We really do focus on answers and solutions. And 
And yes, we bring up a lot of issues of the day that are that are plaguing our society. But we also point you to the real answers when it comes to the weather, for example. Look, God Almighty is the ultimate weatherman. Folks, just be clear. And you know what? I don't like to hear about all this global warming or climate change or all these disasters. And then just be like, oh, man, what we need is government money. We need to declare a state of emergency. Golly, it's horrible. Run for your life. I want to talk about, look, if we keep the commandments of God and we pray for those who are suffering, you know what? We can bring a lot of help, a lot of comfort. So we pray for them, and then we go to work to help them. And anyway, I don't want to get off on a big old tangent, but the, the President Nelson, or Russell M. Nelson, said many wonderful things are ahead. We really highlight that. We really believe that because we believe we, the people, have an effect. In other words, we can partially, along with God, we can control the outcome to a great degree. He offered greater counsel as well, Lowell. He did. That's right. He talked about making and keeping covenants, um, which is basically it's a sacred a covenant is a is a promise, a, a sacred promise between uh, a person and and God, and you know where we you know a person promises to obey God's commandments, and then he promises blessings. So, you know, making and keeping covenants, uh, he said. This is President Nelson again in summarizing the conference. He said. The making and keeping covenants actually makes life easier. Not easy, but easier, <laughs> which uh, reminded me of the Savior's words in the New Testament um, he, when he said, quote, Come unto me, all ye that, are, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's, uh, end of quote. That comes from Matthew chapter 11, uh, verses 28 through 30. You know, and uh, so... When President Nelson said that making and keeping covenant actually makes life easier, um, then this is really, he's echoing the Savior's words, who said that, you know, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And if we'll yoke ourselves with the Savior, then, then you know, life will, will be easier. It won't be easy necessarily, but it'll be easier than if you don't yoke yourself with the Savior Jesus Christ. So I, you know, I thought that was significant. Um, another idea that President Nelson emphasized was this idea of overcoming the world, um, you know, and overcoming, um, you know, the temptations and the sins and, and vices of the world. Uh, he said that's a process, not an event. And I guess, you know, a lot of us get caught up in the idea that, uh, you know, we, we just need to... Uh, <laughs> You know, if we can just overcome the world, then we'll be we'll be safe. You know, we'll be good. But it's a lifelong endeavor. It's not a, a single day event. It's a lifelong endeavor. We we must strive daily to live the doctrine of Jesus Christ, uh, which we uh, which we do. We cultivate our faith through daily repentance by making and keeping our covenants and 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 continually strengthening our testimonies. Um, and these. These endeavors, these daily endeavors, day after day, hour after hour, of working to improve ourselves, to garnish our, our thoughts, and to exhibit the virtues of a, of, a, of a godly person, right? These things change our nature, our very nature. Um, and, of course, this reminded me, Sam, of the words of Ezra Taft Benson, which I really, really like. Um, he, he said this years ago, but I, I just... I just think back on this when, you know, from time to time, 
uh, he said this. He said the he said the Lord works from the inside out. The world works from the outside in. The world would take people out of the slums. Christ would take the slums out of people, and then they would take themselves out of the slums. The world would mold men by changing their environment. Christ changes men who then change their environment. The world would shape human behavior, but Christ can change human nature, end of quote. I think that's really powerful, uh, Sam, because it, it gives you just a great perspective. And like you said, you know, the solutions are not all political. You, you, you just, you know, and right, right? I mean, when it, the world would take people out of the slums, right? You build new homes for them and, uh, and say, now, now go over here and live. Get yourself out of the slum and life will be good. Well, that's not Christ's approach. His approach is take the slums out of the people, and then the people will move themselves out of the slums. It's not a political solution, like like you said earlier, Sam. It's a it's a nature changing solution. It's a heart changing solution. It's a Christ centered solution. Um, so I, anyway, I I thought that that was you know Ezra Taft Benson's thoughts about that about overcoming the world. Is, is really a, it's the it's a change of our own natures. If we can change our nature by, by constant daily repentance and endeavoring to, to live the gospel, uh, to keep the commandments, and to do what God wants us to do, then we will change our nature, our very nature. And that, Amen to that. We'll, and this, this reminds me of a quote from Joseph Smith, uh, Jr., mm-hmm. Uh, a former prophet as well, ladies and gentlemen, who basically said, look, we teach people correct principles and they govern themselves. Wow, don't we need that in America, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell? Yes. Uh, now, President Nelson also warned against abuse, and um, and he affirmed the teaching of Jesus Christ on, on the issue of abuse. He first defined abuse, you know, it's coercive influence, basically you know, that is what abuse, well, abuse has many, many forms, but, but, but basically it's, it's, it's coercion, it's, a, it's abuse, using your position of authority, right? Well, then he spoke very plainly. He said, abuse is a grievous sin. Any kind of abuse of women, children, or anyone is an abomination to the Lord. Those who perpetrate these hideous acts are not only accountable to the laws of men, but we'll also face the wrath of Almighty God. End of quote. Sam? Amen to that. Quick pause, Liberty Roundtable Live, continuing with Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman. CampaignForLiberty.org, on your radio. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. 
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. We're talking about this semi-annual general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ, Russell M. Nelson, says making and keeping covenants actually makes life easier. Covenants with God, he means. He doesn't say it'll be easy, but it will be easier. Overcoming the world is a process, not an event. And then President Nelson warned against abuse of any kind and affirmed the teachings of Jesus Christ on this issue. He spoke plainly, abuse is a grievous sin. Lowell? Any kind of abuse of women, children, or anyone is an abomination to the Lord. Those who perpetrate these hideous acts are not only accountable to the laws of men, but will also face the wrath of Almighty God. You know, and I'm thinking of the, the, the words of the Savior when he says, Any, anybody that hurts any one of these children is better that a millstone be hung around his neck and be uh, dropped in the ocean, right? Something like that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how serious it is when you, you hurt uh, a child or an innocent uh, person, a woman, a child, anyone, you abuse them, you're, 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 you know, you're committing violence against another of God's children. We just, we just can't have that. We need to understand, we need to realize, we need to comprehend that all of us are children of a loving Heavenly Father. And I mean, we're brothers and sisters. And uh, Sam, you're my brother, and, and, uh, you're my, uh, and I'm your brother. And we need to treat one another with kindness, with love, with, uh, um, you know, with, with harmony, with unity, with love. And, and if we'll do that, then, you know, abuse won't even enter into the picture. But the abuse, as was explained, is, is a tool of the adversary. And so he, you know, the adversary wants us to be mean to each other. He wants war. He wants death. He wants taxes because these are divisive issues. And, and you know, the whole political spectrum is divided on, on all of these issues of race and gender and, 
identity and so forth. Well, that's the work of the adversary. He's an author of confusion, whereas Jesus Christ is the author of simplicity. So um, the, la the other thing that uh, President Nelson encouraged us to do, Sam, as, as you know, is to spend more time in the temple, in worship, and in service to our kindred dead. He said this, quote, I promise that increased time in the temple will bless your life in ways nothing else can, end of quote. So uh, very wonderful remarks, inspiring, edifying remarks at the, uh, at the conference over the weekend. One other speaker I, I wanted to mention, Sam, Mark Eddy, um, he talked about the power of the Word of God. Um, and the reason I mention this is because the Word of God enables us to be kind and to be full of love and to treat one another like the brothers and sisters that we are. And so what is this Word of God? Well, the speaker, Mark Eddy, he mentioned the idea that Jesus Christ is the Word, which is written in the book of John, right? When he says, I am the Word. I was with God, and I am God, and, and, I, and, and the Word was with God. That early in the book of John, chapter 1 of John, uh, Jesus Christ is the Word. So trying the virtue of the Word is like, you know, proving your faith or your strength of your conviction in Jesus Christ. You're, you're, you know, you you obey the commandment just to see if you'll get the blessing, right? I mean, uh, like in the blessing, uh, the commandment of tithing, he says, "Prove me now herewith if I will not open the windows of heaven and bless you so much that you won't have room enough to receive it." Right? That's the, and so he says, "Prove me now." And so when we when Mark Eddy talks about the power of the Word of God uh, and trying trying the virtue of the Word, right? That's a pretty powerful statement. He's saying, "Prove me now, right? Keep my commandments and just see if I won't bless you in wonderful, marvelous ways." <laughs> I thought that was such a great point. He also highlighted the point, Sam, that we have a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And so if we truly want to try the power of the word, that means we are going to not only read the scriptures more often and hear them in our ears, but we need to listen to the word of the Lord that is spoken into our hearts and into our minds. Uh, you know, too often, Sam, I think we're deaf to heavenly inspiration because we're simply not looking for help from heaven. And, you know, you mentioned earlier the... the uh, the weather, you know, the rain comes from the heavens, and we need to recognize that it's the providence of an almighty God who grants us rain to live, to water our crops and our gardens and our orchards, and uh, we need to recognize the connection between our own obedience, our own faith, which is really, you know, if we have faith, that means we'll obey the commandments of God because we believe that he exists and we believe that he has uh, that he can bless us if we keep his commandments. That's, that's what faith is. And so um, if we'll be more faithful, then we will be, we'll merit these blessings that we seek from him. You know, rain in the, in the season of rain and snow in the season of snow. If we are disobedient, then we won't get those blessings, the blessings that weather can bring. Um, and so I just hope and pray, Sam, that you know, wherever you are, or whoever you are, whatever you believe or don't believe, that that if you have a, a hope to restore the republic, then we need to put our faith in God Almighty who raised up 
and put together this republic in the beginning, in the 1700s. They, you know, God inspired men to make this happen, to declare independence from Great Britain, from the King of England, and to put uh, together a constitution that delineated the, the separation of powers and uh, was the sacred compact among the states for the formation of a general government, right? These things happened because of inspiration from heaven and because of men and women who listened for that inspiration, who looked heavenward for that inspiration to make this happen. And folks, if we're going to re even have a, any glimmer of hope to restore this republic and to put down the secret combinations, both global and regional, that have gotten above it, we are going to need the help of Almighty God to do that. And if we will repent, then he promises that he will, he will help us. He will heal our land and forgive our sins. That's my hope and prayer, Sam. Amen to that. The uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints semi-annual general conference was full of advice uh, to help us point our lives to Christ. Uh, and it was an apostolic clarion call for us to follow Christ. You had a quote from Matthew that highlights or summarizes that reality. Lowell? Uh, the quote comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Um, I'm abbreviating it here, but he said, the, the Savior said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. End of quote. That's really just verses 28 and 30. I don't know why I didn't quote 29 as well, but um, that is the Savior's promise. If we will yoke ourselves with him, then he will make our yoke easy and our burden light. And together here, Sam, we're yoked together in an effort to restore the Republic, to preserve whatever freedoms we have left and to restore those that we have lost. To do that, we need everyone's help. We need everyone to, you know, collectively to repent and to look to the heavenward for help um, in order to, uh, to be forgiven of our sins and, and to, uh, for the Savior to heal our land which, in my view, would be a restoration of the Republic as envisioned by the Framers in the late 1700s. Sam? Amen to that. Anyway, we wanted to point everyone to Christ and focus on that and highlight that, ladies and gentlemen. Jonathan Turley writes an incredible column. Lowell's going to set up the details, then a quick break, and we'll come back and break it down even further. Um, folks, this is serious. Lowell? He talked about New Zealand's Prime Minister, Hacinda Ardern, I think is how you say her yeah, name. Yeah, she is a whack, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> One of the latest liberal leaders to call for an international alliance to what? To censor speech. She spoke at the United Nations recently and used that opportunity to call for censorship on a global scale. And this is not that old-fashioned private censorship, but good old-fashioned state censorship. He lashed out at disinformation, you know, things like, uh, you know, people like us here on this show talking about the dangers of the clot shot or talking about the dishonesty of a fiat monetary system. You know, that's the type of disinformation that she, that she uh, lashed out against. Basically, Sam, she outlined a plan for the government to, out, to, to regulate this kind of information or disinformation, as she calls it. 
family. Amen to that. We'll come right back and play Lucinda's comments. And then Lowell will break it down to what it means for you and me in more detail from this incredible article. Uh, Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As the world struggles for energy, OPEC is set to debate Wednesday its most drastic reduction of oil production since the pandemic in order to prop up prices. OPEC is considering a cut of more than 1 million barrels a day. Days after Hurricane Ian swept through central Florida, communities are facing sewage concerns and rising floodwaters as the National Weather Service warns it will continue well into the week. As rescue efforts continue across the state, at this hour, 633,000 Floridian homes are without power. The Carolinas did see lots of water when Ian made landfall. For a second time on Friday, the storm caused a middle section of the Cherry Grove Pier in North Myrtle Beach to collapse, and parts of the Apache Pier and 2nd Avenue Pier collapsed as well. Just over 2,000 homes in the Carolinas are without power this hour. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell assessing Florida's disaster on Fox News. All disasters, they start and end at the local level. And so for me to be able to make sure we're providing the assistance they need, I need to hear from them and see for myself. And I was able to do that over the last two days, uh, working with the governor, traveling with the governor to assess the impacts and hear from people um, that really are going to have a long road to recovery. Cable TV socialite Kim Kardashian is in legal trouble with the SEC. She's agreed to pay $1.26 million to settle regulatory allegations that she failed to disclose money when she was paid for promoting a cryptocurrency to investors. The Securities and Exchange complaint says Ms. Kardashian should have revealed that she was being paid when she promoted Ethereum Max crypto tokens on her Instagram account, a single post that netted her a quarter of a million dollars. Monday Night Football tonight, the San Francisco 49ers host the Los Angeles Rams. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. 
All right, Liberty Roundtable Live continues. I'm Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org with me on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this extreme view that's being promoted at the United Nations now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this, this lady's name is Lucinda, and she's what, like the Prime Minister of New Zealand? Yep. But she's absolutely crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, these people are un hinged okay the things they're talking about the things they're focusing on are just insane because they believe government virtually is god and they reject free speech here she is say is that we're all actually completely on the same page when it comes to driving vaccinations and making sure that we're doing everything that we can to reach people that we need to this is an issue of this is an issue Sir, I'm going to ask. I'm going to answer the questions of the accredited media. Sir, I will shut down the press conference if you do not cease. Sorry, to our accredited members of uh, the gallery here, we might move to an inside venue. Unfortunately, we've got someone who's disrupting your press conference today, so we might reconvene. Thank you. Can we use the facility here? Do you know whether or not it's open? Sorry, everyone. We might just try and flop it, go inside, and then hold it there, just so that we can have it in a bit more quiet, a quiet space for you. And if you want to listen to your order and you feel like you need to re-record, we can do that inside as well. I'm going to go to the bathroom and then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, she says, I'm going to go to the bathroom. What a, what a lack of professionality. But anyway, all I'm telling you is this lady literally shuts down the question, literally says we're going to go inside with only, quote, credentialed or authorized uh, media. This is disaster, Lol. <laughs> that's just, that is uh, yeah, quite the deal there. The, the reason I highlight um, her today, Sam, is that she's, Spinning the the you know she criticizes she lashes out at disinformation and she does it in a way that's becoming increasingly popular. I see this happening around the world and and certainly in the press, the mainstream press. But what they do is they they lie to us. They tell us that the information is um, you know threatens our liberty. Right? Here's what she said. She said this quote. But what if that lie? She's here referring to, you know, alternative information, such as you might find on this show. She says, but what if that lie told repeatedly and across many platforms prompts, or, and across many platforms, prompts, inspires, or motivates others to take up arms, <laughs> to threaten the security of others, to turn a blind eye to atrocities, or worse, to become complicit in them? What then? This is no longer a hypothetical. The weapons of war have changed. They are upon us and require the same level of action and activity that we put into the weapons of old. We recognize the threats that the old weapons created. We came together as communities to minimize these threats. We created international rules, norms, and expectations. We never saw that as a threat to our individual liberties. Rather, it was a preservation of them. The same must apply now as we take on these new challenges, end of quote. So what does she mean by new challenges? Well, she's talking about alternative information. She's talking about the kinds of things that we discuss on this program. 
she's talking about the truth about the clot shot. She's talking about the truth about COVID-19. In other words, she's labeling the truth that is promulgated by alternative media, and she's, she's naming it as disinformation. <clears throat> and by calling it disinformation, then she can say, this disinformation threatens our liberty. And, and, and she said in spades there, Sam, she, we can't let this, we can't, we can't minimize these threats. We have to treat them just like we did as, as if they were weapons of old time, meaning the, the rifles and, and, um, and guns, right? We have to go to war against them is what she's saying. We need to go to war against this so-called disinformation. And, and so just notice how she calls the unfettered spread of this type of information as a threat to liberty. And then she suggests the use of government force to quash this, this type of information in order to preserve liberty. I just look at the audacity of this No lady. question. She's a liar. She, she further then described online speech that conflicts with the government's narrative as a weapon mm -hmm. she says they have the means to stop free speech online she said but they just need the collective will she's talking about government they can shut us all down they've just got to do it she indicates jacinda is an absolute nutcake she needs to be impeached or whatever the air um whatever the new zealand equivalent is this lady's a nutcase ladies and gentlemen how they can tolerate that kind of speech from her is beyond me and on one hand, I'm not saying she can't say what she wants, but what I'm saying is for them to allow her to continue to, to control the narrative in their country and then peddle it to the United Nations, meaning around the world, shame on the New Zealanders and shame on Jacinda and shame on us for allowing her to even speak these uh, propaganda terms without somebody standing up and saying no like we are, lol. That's right. Now, Jonathan Turley, who wrote this column and posted it at the ronpaulinstitute.org, summarizes it this way he says quote that well speaking of her rationale you know for for basically her justification for global censorship he said that is the same rationale used by authoritarian countries like china iran and russia to censor dissidents minority groups and political rivals what is hateful and dangerous is a fluid concept that governments have historically used to silence critics or dissenters end of quote well, of course, tyrants, they used to openly admit that they crushed dissent, but the New Age tyrants, like this lady, Hacinda Ardern of New Zealand, they believe in crushing dissent by calling it disinformation and then tagging it as dangerous to liberty. So uh, here again, we have, you know, I don't know if she's well-meaning in her, you know, whether she actually believes <laughs> You know that um, that this type of information is is dis disinformation, but we just need to remember the the words of Justice uh, Louis Brandeis, uh, who said, "The greatest dangers to liberty lurk in insidious encroachment by men of zeal, well-meaning but without understanding." End of quote. So it's the do-gooders that get us into the most trouble, Sam. The do-gooders, the ones with good intentions. Who thinks that they're, you know, benefiting the benefiting society in their zeal to do something good? What they'd end up doing is uh, working for the adversary and and uh, curtailing our liberties more than 
and promoting our liberties, Sam. And it seems like Fauci and Jacinda are exactly in unison, uh, along with Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I hate to say that, but listen carefully. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda um, basically says that, you know what? She's declared her government to be their citizens only source of truth on COVID-19 vaccines or whatever else she deems necessary, right? I think you said it best, Sam, when you said that um, anything that the government disagrees with, they'll label as disinformation. And then by doing that, then they can open up their weaponry against it, right? Their censorship and other regulatory um, activities. So all they have to do is just label something that they don't like as as uh, misinformation, and then they can go to war against it. This is this is like a violation of the First Amendment, free speech of the First Amendment on a global scale. That's what this is, Sam. And sadly, the Federal Reserve in the United States is going to put financial manipulation and backing to that same agenda. Lowell? In a column by Jordan Schachtel, posted at ronpaulinstitute.org, we learn about the pilot program that's about to be undertaken by the Federal Reserve which is not a government agency, by the way. Most of your listeners know this already, but if this is the first time you've heard the term Federal Reserve, it is not federal, and there is no reserve. It's <laughs> just a name, folks. Just the name of a private organization. <clears throat> now, they announced a pilot program very similar to the credit scoring system. You know, the By the way, a private organization that's been dishonestly and immorally um, given authority over the United States currency, which is flat out absolutely not only criminal, but unconstitutional, Lowell. Let's be very clear about that group before we continue. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very right. And in the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, it, you know, that, that is the act where Congress said this private organization can print money. That's what's unconstitutional, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you in a flash. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live with Lowell Nelson. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. <laughs> 
Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Lowell Nelson with me, ladies and gentlemen, campaignforliberty.org. We're talking about this incredible article the Federal Reserve announces major pilot exercise for implementing the ESG or your social credit score. Jordan Schatzkel uh, has the details about this. But you know what? The Fed is using climate change, Lowell. They, that's the reason or justification for the implementation of this system because, they, of course, they want to um, – yeah, and remember, climate change hoax, this is the, this idea that humans are catastrophically damaging the climate. And so the Fed is using the, the climate change hoax uh, to justify the implementation of the ESG movement. ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance Movement. So ESG, right? Well, ESG is a Trojan horse that will centralize the financial system, most likely in a central bank digital currency, a CBDC. Well, uh, not surprisingly, the New York Times cheered this announcement from the Fed, saying that the Fed often lagged behind its global peers on climate change. <laughs> You know, I kind of think that it's the uh, stubbornness of the um, of the common American people who um, who have delayed the implementation of ESG. Thankfully, so have delayed this, its implementation here in in uh, the states. Um, whereas some of these other countries around the world, we'll talk about them more in a second, but they have embraced you know ESG. They've embraced the CBDC, the central bank digital currencies, and, and so forth. But the Fed is finally announcing a pilot program that, that will involve six banks, uh, the Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo. Those are the six banks that would take part of this pilot program that is scheduled to be launched in the early part of 2023, which is just around the corner. So sometime in the next six months, the Fed is going to launch this pilot program. Um, basically, uh, it's an exercise designed to enhance the ability of supervisors and firms to measure and manage climate-related financial risks. <laughs> I mean, they're way stretching. I mean, if they think that... Uh, there's a financial risk because of the climate change. I just, man, that boggles my mind. That they they don't that think far. that, but they know that if they peddle that porn of dishonest propaganda, that Americans will buy off on it. They absolutely will, because Americans have been indoctrinated for decades to believe this lie. First, it was, you know, co global cooling. 
Then it was global warming. Now it's just dubbed climate change as they refine their propaganda agenda. Folks, it isn't true. We need to turn to God. God did not make man and, and the earth enemies. Okay, that's just a lie to divide and conquer. It's the old communist tactic of the Hegelian dialectic. And in the end, the only solution they want you to believe is government. That's where the big lie begins. Uh, the truth is we need to jettison these ideas. It's absolutely bogus. But when you look at the ESG scores implemented, and then you look at the Federal Reserve and Lucinda and the UN and all, or Jacinda and the UN and all these different people, they're all on the same track, which is peddle the lie and then use government mandate globally to circumvent all that we hold dear from freedom of speech to free association to then they'll back into this environmental and social you know, credit system to literally punish anybody who doesn't carry the ball for their agenda. They'll shut down your speech. They'll shut down your bank account, and you will go along. That's their agenda. Right now, we have a window of opportunity to stand against this, Lowell, but that window is going to be slammed shut if we're not very careful. That's right, Sam. And, and the, uh, the trend around the world is, um, is, is towards a digital currency. We've seen the growth in the popularity of cryptocurrencies. And, and that's nice because that's an alternative to the essentially controlled currency, which is the essence of our fiat monetary system. Um, it's based on electricity, however. You have to have electricity to run it. And so I think that the governments of the world have seen the popularity of cryptocurrency, and they're thinking to themselves, wow, you know, we need in on this game. They, I think they let cryptocurrencies flourish for a time or for a season and we'll continue to let that happen for a season uh, and so that it, be, it becomes popular so that people can transact online and of course we've been transacting online for, for years and years now with our credit cards and our debit cards and uh, that's not tied yet to a central digital currency but we're, we're used to it as a people. We have grown used to the, the convenience of buying stuff, you know, goods and services with a plastic piece of plastic, a credit card, right? And and because of that, we're now pretty much programmed to accept that. And so it'll become, it will be easier for us to um, intellectually accept and mentally embrace a centrally, a central bank digital currency, a centrally controlled digital currency that's what and ladies and gentlemen it reminds on. me of how the pigs uh, are, are you know the feral pigs uh you know hey you say you want bacon i'll get you bacon so you start feeding the pigs you don't have any fences around you just put food in a certain place for the pigs then eventually as time goes on you keep feeding the pigs feeding the pigs uh then between feedings you set up a fence on one side no big deal there's still three ways to escape uh, and you keep feeding the pigs. And then before you know it, you got two sides fenced. No big deal. There's still two ways out. Three sides fenced. I'm glad the pigs can still get out. Four sides fenced. Now you have bacon. And that's what's happening to we the people right now, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to tell you this, but it's the truth. And, the, and in the United States, they realize the Constitution has been such a deterrent, a prohibitor, a chain them down with the Constitution. Now what they're trying to do is implement all this mayhem and shenanigans and dishonesty and propaganda they're trying to do it all outside of government. So as you can see, the Federal Reserve is not part of government. Uh, as you can see, the climate change or whatever, a, a lot of this is outside of government. It's environmental. This ESG thing, all these things will be literally outside of government. Now, eventually, they'll back into government embracing it. 
but they're trying to set up the outside of government plan because they know they can't directly do it or they'll get unelected and or serious backlash. So they're looking for all these non-governmental agencies, all these plans and programs outside of government. Okay, that's what they're doing, folks, in an effort to trap us. Do not fall for the lie. But this is not only happening in the United States, it's happening globally. And two huge countries are in bed together on this, Lowell. That would be Russia and China. Um, they have, uh, you know, they, they're not denominating their energy cells in the petrodollar anymore. Sam, I think that is a, it's a, no, it's a notable change. Um, just in the last year or two, maybe just this year, uh, but it used to be that when Russia sold oil and gas to Europe, then Europe would would spend would, would pay for that oil and gas with the dollar, the U.S. World Reserve currency, the the petrodollar we call it. But with the imposition of sanctions on Russia, which has occurred this year. Um, in in connection with the proxy war uh, that the U.S. is waging against Russia through Ukraine, um, be, uh, with those sanctions, uh, you know Russia is not selling energy to the Europe anymore. They are instead selling it to India, to China, to Pakistan, and other other countries in the uh, in Asia, and they are not denominating those sales in the petrodollar anymore. They have bilateral agreements uh, uh, of selling that energy in the Russian ruble. And if you've noticed, Sam, the Russian ruble is is stronger now than ever before. It is the strongest currency in, in the world right now. It's gaining strength over the U.S. Uh, dollar and all the rest of the currencies of the world, which are they're printing their money faster than the U.S. dollar is being printed, and that's why the U.S. dollar appears to be strong relative to those other currencies. The British pound, for example, is way down. The uh, euro is way down compared to the dollar. That's just because they're not printing as much money as the U.S. is. But the ruble is strong, is is strengthening more, more than anything, more than any other of the current world uh, currencies used used in the world today. They are pursuing now. Russia also, however, is pursuing a digital currency. And the reason we don't hear much about this, Sam, is because these countries they have they bank with SWIFT, which is an acronym describing how international uh, uh, transactions are conducted. And they, so it hasn't filtered down to, to the little people yet. But Russia got locked out of SWIFT because of these sanctions. And so how do they settle their accounts then with China and so forth? Well, they just decided we'll settle our accounts in the ruble. And uh, because they have energy to sell, they are now probably stronger than they were last year at this time. Well, and realize between Russia and China, the China being the huge one, that's basically 1.5 billion people. What's that? Literally almost a quarter of the world's population? A little less, you know, 20% of the world's population uh, uniquely going outside of the U.S. dollar. Now, I'm not really for dollar hegemony, but I'm telling you this spells disaster for our fake currency, and this spells disaster for the United States having the upper hand uh, politically in the world. Once that's lost, if we're not very careful, folks, there will be no light on a hill. The leaders of these countries are tyrants. The leaders of these countries will then join with New Zealand. 
and then join with Australia, two of the most abusive nations on, on the planet when it comes to free speech and when it comes to rejecting forced jabs. Okay, And all I'm telling you is they're backing into this. You better watch uh, and read the tea leaves because it will be disaster if we go along with this. Lol. I remember thinking 20 years ago, 30 years ago, or when I was growing up, that our problem with the fiat monetary system was, was, was local here, you know, just here in the state. But, but now it's very plain to see that every country in the world is using a fiat currency. That is the way they steal value from their citizenry. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a scam that is it's so common that everybody is doing it, but the citizens of the various countries seem to not understand that that's how their wealth is being stolen from them. And it will be, and it will be 10 times as worse if we go to a, digital, a government-backed digital currency because that means that every single transaction you make will be uh, recorded forever, and the country, every, the government will know what you bought, what good and service you bought, who you bought it from, for how much. They'll be able to tax it. They'll be able to turn off your account. If, if for example, the CBDC um, that uh, is being thought of in, in the U.S. by the Fed, um, they're thinking that they will pay uh, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security money, all of that will be done with a CBDC. Um, and if that's true, then they'll be able to turn that off if you aren't a good little citizen and you, you know, color outside the lines, then they'll punish you just like they punish people in China for coloring outside of those lines there. So, Sam, it looks pretty dreary, but we have to turn to God because that's the only way we're going to get out of this uh, situation alive, Sam. Religion and morality are the two great supports, ladies and gentlemen. We need to be moral, honorable in our public and our private lives. We need to turn to God, not government. We need to get on our knees and repent and then get up and go to work to defend liberty and reject this central control mechanism they're trying to build. Call a halt to the con game, in other words. We the people can do it. The only question left is, will we? For Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org and Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic.